I suck at small talk podcast. I'm Janine, and you have to forgive my Konya accent on this episode because it comes out when I talk to my guest today, my twin, Elisa Benitez. So I call Liz my twin because in high school we had a teacher that couldn't even tell us apart to the point that Elisa passed by outside our classroom and he saw her and then he looked inside the classroom and saw me and was like so shocked like how the hell did you did you do that and I was like what and yeah lots of like twin stories with Liz but today I want to talk her about the time that she moved to Doha, Doha to be a flight attendant, and the reason why I really want to get Liz's perspective on moving away from the Philippines is because, unlike a lot of other people that just stay where they go, she chose to move back to Manila, and I remember her being so excited about it, and I want to know why. So thanks so much for doing this, Liz. To kick things off, just like a background, because I don't know this story. Like, what made you dream to be a flight attendant? And what was it that really pushed you to go for this dream? Because, I mean, you have to clean so many toilets in the process, right? Yeah, a lot of people think that being a flight attendant is a glamorous job. And in a way, it is because you get to stay in five-star hotels all over the world for free. But it is a customer service job. And yes, you are always, the customer is always right. So whatever they want, you give it to them. If they decide to get drunk and throw up, you have to clean up after them because you're taking care of them in the sky. Um, But yeah, back going back to the free travel. Um, when I was younger, I played a lot of football and that opened the doors to free travel. And I always knew that, you know, once football is over, I want to continue traveling for free. You know, it's expensive. And so, you know, my mom and my stepdad encouraged me to apply for the airlines, uh, give it a shot. And so, yeah, one day after graduation, my stepdad gave me the ad of Cebu Pacific that you were hiring flight attendants, and he said, go for it. And the rest is history. Was it tough, though? <clears throat> Sorry, was it tough to get to get the job? Because I, I know there are a lot of people that apply, right? Yeah. So when you apply for the flight attendant position, you're up against hundreds of girls and sometimes even thousands um but it's you know just be yourself and if it's meant for you you will get it Uh, you know they do they do brief you on like the usual questions and answers which is like why do you want to be a flight attendant oh because i love to travel and i like meeting new people you know (laughs) Shucks, Liz, do you know? Oh my god, my voice, because it's morning. But <clears throat> parang, there was a time that I considered applying to be a flight attendant. <laughs> yeah! But yeah! I just remember now! Because the, like, I also wanted to travel, and my mom was like, 
like, why don't you just be a flight attendant? And my mom was always yeah. pushing me to, like, you know, do TV commercials and all that prim and proper uh, stuff. So, I thought, <laughs> thank you. I thought about it. And, parang, I don't know. I think I tried once, but I never even passed the application. <laughs> The application process. So if you try and you don't make it, don't worry, guys. There are other jobs out there that let you travel. And I yes. found them stumbling on those. But yeah, like, I'm thankful that I didn't because I think I would have, like, I don't know, punched someone in the face instead. <laughs> I have no patience. Yeah. Okay, so you did Cebu Pack and then... You made it to Doha, Qatar Airways, which is like one of the top airlines. But then yeah. you had to like move to Doha and everything. And it's a really weird culture there, right? Compared to our... Fine, sorry. If someone's listening from there, I don't want to offend that it's like weird. What I mean by weird is that it's very different. It's very traditional. Um, and yeah, if it's your first time living abroad, I can imagine that there's like, you know, homesickness and all of that to deal with. So, was it your first time to, like, move away? And what was that move like? Yeah, it was my first time to live away from home. Um, but luckily, the company that I worked for were very supportive and encouraging. They also made sure to educate us on what to expect, what to pack, what the weather's going to be like, what the people are going to be like. They even educated us on the traditions, the culture, the rules to follow, you know, to, to sort of help us to, you know, it's necessary to learn so that we could be respectful, yeah. you know. Um, again, like, it's, it's very conservative culture. Um, they're Muslim. They're very prayerful. They separate the men and women a lot. So it's, yeah, and even the way that we dress, uh, we always have to cover our shoulders, cover our knees. Um, during Ramadan, we're not, we also have to respect yeah, you the can't, rules. Yeah, you can't eat so, in public, right? You have to yeah, eat in like the bathroom or, or something. Public, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, bathroom if you're outdoors, but uh, otherwise just at home in the privacy of hmm. your home. So, yeah, it, it was a big adjustment, and it was a bit scary, but the company was very supportive. And another good thing was the people that you meet. You know, you, you, you meet your colleagues for the first time, and they're all yeah. moving away from home for the first right. time. And so you have that instant connection that you're all coming from different backgrounds, and you're living in this new foreign land and so you encourage each other to get through it together and that's so good to have like a, a support system and i guess parang if you're going through it with other people there are these shared experiences that you know yeah at least you have people yeah. to run to that are going through the same the same, same things thing. But yeah. before I go to my next question, I just want to thank you for being my lifesaver when I went to Doha. I don't Welcome. know if people know this, but I was in Doha for like a month for work. Yeah. And it was one of the toughest freaking experiences of my life. Like, 
It's like yeah. a great, it's very interesting, you know, parang modern city in the middle of the desert, kind of like, like Dubai, but a little smaller. <laughs> yeah. It was just, it was tough for me where I was. But anyway, that's another story. And I wanted to thank you because if not for you, I swear, like that was the most depressed I probably was in my life. Of course, not counting the heartbreaks, not counting the heartbreaks because that's different. <laughs> okay, so... Doha, great life. You got to travel and you ticked so many of the countries that you wanted or all the countries. Yeah. Were you able to go to all the countries on your list? Um, not all. I still have a few left that I'm saving for my future husband. Yeah. <laughs> for the honeymoon? OMG! That's a totally different conversation. But related to that, you decided to move back to Manila where I don't know if you'll find your future husband there. Um, but yeah, like, so what made you decide to move to Manila? I remember you being excited to move back. Like, what was the source of that excitement? And what was the, like, core reason for moving back? Yeah. So, well, to start off, like, being a flight attendant, I never really saw it as a permanent thing or like I never hmm. really saw it as a long-term career you know it was more of like I just finished college I don't know what I want to do except travel you know and yeah. this is the way to do it and along the way um I'm I was always had it at the back of my mind to start a different career or to maybe start a business like my family's very entrepreneurial and I wanted to go in that direction and so the reason why I was excited about moving back home to Manila was because um, my cousin presented me with an opportunity to start a real estate business and to, you know, build my own business alongside him. And, you know, it, it's kind of the same way that, you know, people who are living in Manila, they get jobs abroad that they'll never be able to get in Manila. And that's why they get excited and go for it. It works the other way around where yeah. I was in I was living abroad and I was starting to think like, you know, I wanna build like a solid foundation in my career. I wanna start my own business and this opportunity was presented in Manila. And you know, for me I thought what better way to start that than to do it like right in the comfort of your own home where your family and friends are there and you have your support system, you know, because while I was living in Doha, my support system was on speed dial. Yeah. Always like, it's always picking up the phone when I'm homesick. And, you know, they're always like reminding me why I moved abroad in the first place. And so, you know, after a while, the homesickness really gets to you. And so when I found the opportunity to was given the opportunity to actually go back home and yeah be and able to like earn a better well career by yeah. solid yeah it's like i i could also imagine how many filipinos who are working abroad who would kill for an opportunity like this you know because during my time in the middle east i made friends with a lot of filipinos and a lot of their stories are 
heartbreaking because it's like yeah. they don't actually want to be so far away from their families, but because of the lack of opportunity in the Philippines, it's you know, true. it so, was sad. Like <clears throat> I remember, parang, since I did like a month in Dubai and then another month in Doha, and you go to all the stores, the restaurants, and it's Filipinos yeah. working there, right? And yeah. so whenever, like, I'd see one, and I can tell that they're Pinoy, I'd be like, Kabayan, right? And then they're like, oh my yeah. gosh, like, you're Filipino too, ta 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 And, like, you get better service, maybe they'll give you a little extra whatever, and it's great, but they would ask me, like, so how long are you gonna be here? And I'm like, oh, for, for about a month. And every time, they would be like, you're so lucky, because yeah. like they're like, oh, wow, like short long, you're so lucky that you get to go back home because they they yeah. want to be home. It's just they have to provide. Exactly. It's, so heartbreaking. it's so heartbreaking. I would get a lot of passengers, especially on my flight to Manila. And, you know, you have these dads who are like, I miss my kid's graduation or I miss my kid's birthday or I haven't seen my family in two years, three years. And you yeah. have these mothers who are like, I just want to be with my kids, but I can't earn this kind of money back home. And it's heartbreaking, but it's it's also at the same time so amazing how Filipinos just continue to work hard, do what they need to do to keep their family supported. And, yeah, you know, the resilience. The resilience. You talk yeah. about like, you know, having to, you're meeting other, like, Filipinos on the flights. But you also yeah. had to deal with, like, loads of nationalities and races. And I remember talking to you about this in Dubai. Like, how, parang, they're so annoying. I don't wanna stereotype. But it's, parang, it's true. You know? So, yeah. like, sometimes, they're, they're, like, great people in every race. And also, like, annoying like, not self-aware, just irritating people. So, what yeah. are your thoughts on, like, boxing people up or stereotyping people by race or nationality? Yeah. Is it, like, um, mean? It's... Am I mean? <laughs> no. No, you're not mean at all. You're just being I am, realistic. though, sometimes, dude. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sometimes. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. No, but for you, because it was your job, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's definitely important um, to sort of like box or stereotype certain cultures. Um, but it's not because you're trying to be mean. It's more of like it's important to educate yourself so that you remain respectful. You know, like hmm. what could be offensive for a Filipino could actually be right. a sign of appreciation in a, from a different culture. And that's just the way the world works, you know. Um, yes, there are uh, irritating people. But what I've come to realize and to learn is that actually irritating and annoying is a universal language, you know. It's like <laughs> yeah, that's all, so good. all different cultures or all different walks of life. There are annoying people and then there yeah. are the pleasant ones. There are the pleasant ones and... Yeah, it's important. You know, of course, you want to uh, know how to behave around certain cultures because you want to be the pleasant person. You know, you don't want to be the 
you don't want to be the ignorant, annoying, like, I'm better than you kind of uh, right. person when it comes to cultural differences. So, But sometimes, yeah, yeah like, I have a feeling I'm not gonna, like, say which, which race I'm pertaining to. But sometimes you get that feeling from a lot of people from a certain country, for example. Like, it, so it, like I understand if people think oh they're all like that no it's not true like but a lot of them are like that and if you understand a little more their culture their history you kind of understand why you know parents yeah. like oh, okay there's a reason yeah. there's a reason for this and yeah. it's like it's really for me very interesting to to reflect on on those differences but more parang understand more about philip Pino culture also like living abroad you see yeah. these differences and distinctions and it makes you kind of appreciate certain things about Filipino culture and Filipino so what about yeah. Filipinos did you find I don't know like inspiring or what did you oh my gosh my words what did you find about being a Filipino while you were abroad yeah um, well yeah living abroad actually made me so much more um, proud to be a Filipino because Filipinos are friendly. It goes without, yeah. you know, it's like, it's actually like universal knowledge. You meet so many different nationalities and they'll be like, oh, you're Filipino, so you're friendly and you're hardworking and you're resilient. And it's like, wow. Really? Like, that's... Thank you for... That like yeah, it's true, you know. Um, so yeah, you are able to appreciate Filipinos more, especially when you see them outside of their comfort zone and you see how much they're trying to adjust and trying to be respectful. And when you and miss them, lending a helping hand. Yeah, <laughs> when you miss them, exactly. Like now, because exactly. I don't really hang out with with the Pinoys here. Like I don't really feel like I belong in that community. Although yeah. I mean, there's a very small community here in San Sebastian, but I see them in like yeah. this bench. One, there's a specific bench that I feel like they go to all the time. But anyway, <laughs> but parang being with non-Filipinos, I enjoy myself. There, I love my my friends here, but. I miss the wittiness. Like, there's, like, this wittiness that we have. It's, like, there's yeah. always a hear it to be said. No matter how serious the conversation, like, we turn it, like, we bring fun into it. And I really, I miss that. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, that's a normal feeling. Um, missing that piece of home. And that's also why, like, You'll notice when you're living abroad, like nationalities become more cliquish with each other because it's like they're so homesick. They don't do yeah. it intentionally. It's just that they're missing home so much that they want a piece of home as much as they can get. Language, Yeah, I realize. Exactly. I realize that, That's okay, so, so there are people here that I speak to in Smadden. Spanish in Spanish there are people here that I speak to in English but it's like pure English right and I realized that yeah. my native language is Taglish 
speak to anyone here in Taglish. So I'm training Mikael like a few Filipino words so I can speak to him in Taglish. But yeah, yeah, that's also one of the reasons why I started like this podcast was so that I I have an excuse to have more and more conversations with my friends Aww. like you. Yeah. Um Speaking of, oh, my connection. Oh, so I named this podcast like I Suck and then at Small Talk is in parenthesis because, I mean, there's this feeling that I suck at a lot of things and it's good to acknowledge it so that I can surpass it. So I want to ask like every guest, what do you think you suck at and what are you doing to overcome that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's hard to say sometimes. But it'll feel better. Not knowing that you don't know who's gonna watch this. Yeah. Um, but it might be zero list. It might just be you and me when we're lolas. Um, I suck at hiding my facial expressions. <laughs> So, I, I, I've been criticized a lot over the years oh for my having gosh. <laughs> No way. Um, yeah. And like, people tell you, like, and, what, ah, yeah, okay, yeah. Suplada. Like, hmm. are you okay? Do you have a problem? Is something wrong? Like, no. you know, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm fine. And, you know, it's a lot of people... Like they they get easily offended because I'm not you know very good at especially my eyes. My eyes are very expressive. So the moment I hear something I don't like or I hear something that I disagree with, like my eyes are just gonna say it <laughs> right away. They're the windows to your soul, Liz. You cannot hide. They're the windows to my resting bitch face. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can prove that by like, um, you know, like usually like when I'm talking to someone or communicating, I try to take longer pauses um, before reacting or before responding or, you know, like just like practicing how to just keep a blank face or maybe keep a smile, what? like a semi-smile on. So you while know, you're talking to someone, like, you're conscious. You're conscious of like, okay, my face is like this. But I'm yeah. like with your friends yeah. that know you, you're not now, right? Like you're comfy. No. If my friends know that like I can judge them and we'll still be friends at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Now, That's why. In a professional, okay. in a professional setting. Yeah, because you deal with a lot of clients. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, I, I moved back home to Manila, and I now work in real estate. So I do deal, you know, I'm still, in a way, I'm still involved in customer service. And I've actually read a bunch of books. My favorite one being How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's wow. So it's what's so helpful. It's by Dale Carnegie, and it's very helpful, practical tools that you can use to, you know, just, be on the good side of people because yeah. yeah like a simple like eyebrow raise 
or rolling your eyes or even just like sometimes if you yawn right. or you, there are people that study something. that right like they yeah. study okay what what do what does this mean what would this mean and so because there are studies on it now you can control it and kind of yeah. use it nga, to your advantage. Your advantage. But when I was like doing the mix VJ search thing, one of the things yeah. they told me was I have to control my eyes. <laughs> Get too big now. Yeah. Because like when I'm saying stuff like ah, like they're too big now. So I had to kind of watch myself and yeah, like consciously be like okay don't make don't make your eyes pop too much but i think i don't know if that stuck with me or if i don't care na lang now so if ever if it bothers you if you're watching me and it bothers you tell me my eyes still pop (laughs) okay oh my gosh liz this was such a good convo and we're oh and yeah. we're like just in time. I'm so excited. Would you be back? Like, would you consider recording more conversations with me? Absolutely. Okay, great. Because there are so many convos outside of the record button that are just so good, dude. <laughs> okay, to end, what would be like your top advice to someone? that is moving away from home? Okay. My top advice would be two things. Number one, keep an open mind because no matter how prepared you think you are, there's always going to be surprises here and there. And number two, um, keep your loved ones on speed dial, your family, your friends, you know, be open to asking them for help whenever you feel stuck. Ask them for sunshine when you're feeling homesick because, you know, the people that you keep in your life, the people that you let into your space, that's what's going to make or break your experiences. You know, you could be in the worst country in the world, but you have the best friends around you and you'll be good. Or you could be in the most beautiful country in the world, but you're with the irritating, the universally <laughs> irritating people. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's, it's a lot to do yeah. with the connections. And, yeah. I'm going to keep Enjoy. those tips in mind. Thank you yeah. so much, Liz. Thanks for Thank sharing you your awesome. moving away story. It's been like weird recording that. it, but also fun. I think we're going to get used to it as we keep yeah. doing this. Um, but yeah, yeah, to our listeners, thank you also for joining us, whoever you are. <laughs> Who's gonna... Liz's fam, my fam. Hello, how are you doing? Just message us. You have our numbers. But thanks for listening to an episode of I Suck at Small Talk. Stay tuned for more stories and life learnings that inspire us to break out of our shells and embrace the world. Yeah.